Hello everyone, this is Carota Brew Club and this time we're interviewing Masrur from Ohio, USA. So Masrur, can you introduce yourself? Hey, uh, I'm Masrur. Um, I started playing Carta uh, a while ago um, during the beginning of the pandemic. Um, I got into it and uh, you want me to start saying that now or should I wait? <laughs> um, I, I got into uh, it. Sure, uh, go ahead. Okay. Um, somewhat through Chihayafuru. Uh, so like I knew about Karta from before then. Um, I, I'd like seen references to it in video games and played video games that uh, or, or had like mini games that were inspired by Karta, but I didn't know that it was like an actual sport. And then I had uh, watched Chihayafuru and uh, found out that it was a sport. Um, and I got into it from there. Um, and I got, so I got into it when I was like 25, which is kind of old, but uh, it seems like kind of anyone can play Karta at any age, which I thought was really cool. Um, and so I was able to get into it. Great. And how exactly did you get into it? I mean, how did you start learning or just online Googling? How exactly did it happen? Yeah, so that was really interesting because When I started, there weren't, it felt like there were not a ton of uh, different resources and there wasn't like a clear way to kind of learn Karta. Um, but I found a, like a Reddit and I found this website called Karta SRS, which is like a spaced repetition series um, that basically it has the poems and it like teaches you some of the poems and then it like checks if you know them. And then after a while, like test, Uh, it, it like reviews them and tests you on them again to like see if you still remember them. Um, so I found some like stuff like that. It was kind of new. And then I found the uh, the online app. Uh, it's called like Competitive Cards Online. Um, and so I kind of just like invented my own like regimen for like learning the poems um, where I would just like study every day uh, until I learned all of them. Great. And later on, you started to join a club, other clubs in USA? Sorry, can you say that again? Ah, okay. So after that, you actually join a club, a karate club. Are there any clubs in USA? Yeah. So technically, I, I kind of did join a club, but, but not really. It's a little complicated. Um, so... When I first started playing Karta, it was uh, during the pandemic. Um, and so because of that, even if there were any clubs near me, like clubs couldn't practice. Um, but actually where I'm from in the USA, there aren't any clubs. Uh, most of the clubs are on like the east side of the USA. So mm -hmm. there's one in New York, there's one in Boston, and there's one in Washington, D.C. Um, and there might be a couple more, I'm not really sure, but There's basically just a few clubs. Um, and so I, I didn't really join any club uh, until uh, I think last last summer of 2021, where mm -hmm. I, I technically joined the Boston club, but that was kind of a, it's kind of a formality. So I don't live in Boston, but um, to get uh, Shodan, which is like the first rank, you, you need to actually be a part of a club. 
Um, and so they were gracious enough to let me join the club so that I could like have a club to write down. Um, but yeah, I basically just practice by myself because there's no actual club near me. Okay. And learning by yourself, uh, from your point of view, what's the easiest thing about learning Kyogi Karuta? Hmm. The easiest thing about learning Karta, I guess yeah. it's like, Karta is in a sense a card game, right? Like sometimes we call it a card game, sometimes we call it a sport, and it's like a mixture mm -hmm. of the two. But I think most people, at least here, I feel like most people have played card games before, even if it's just with their family. And so the idea of like, you hear a poem and then you kind of just like touch the card at like a matching game almost, I feel like that's fairly intuitive. Um, and so I think that's like, even though you have to memorize the poems that part of it is like very simple it's just like i just have to move my hand and like take the card and if i take the card it's mine and i think compared to like other like sports or other games where there's like a lot more like rules that can kind of make it confusing um that makes cards uh, really accessible okay and what about the hardest part the hardest part yes um there's a few hard parts, so it's hard to choose one. But uh, I guess just learning the the hundred poems, um, so that you can like play without needing any like external help, and so that you have like a fair chance at every single card. Um, and, and that is kind of the obvious answer. But you know, it card is a little bit weird because like the the cards have a poem, but it's the second half of the poem, and so you can't look at the cards and, and like read what's on it and then be like, oh yeah, you know, I hear it being read. It's like, well, no, actually that's the second half of the poem. So you just have to have it memorized what the like corresponding first half is. And I think that that's like not very intuitive maybe. And so that would probably be the hardest part of picking up Karta in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And the, mo the most fun part about playing Kyogi Karuta? Hmm, the most fun part. Yes. <laughs> so here's something that stuck out to me um, from Chihaya Fudo, and I, I just only thought of it just now. Mm -hmm. uh, I think in that, in that anime, if anyone's uh, familiar with it, there's a part where Chihaya does track, and she says that, um, like the gunshot or whatever at the beginning to signal mm. everyone to start running. Yeah. Uh, kind of reminded her of like the moment right before like a card is being read. Mm -hmm. um, so I actually did track one year in high school and I, I guess I, I wouldn't say like I related to it, but that moment of like right before a card is taken and you're like just moving to whatever you hear and not thinking at all um and taking a card it just feels really good even though it's like it's such a small moment mm -hmm. um yes it, it's like it's fun enough that like even though the rest of karta is like a very slow paced game because there's like a lot of waiting in between there's a lot of just like like listening to them reading the poems i think even though karta is a slow paced game that like single moment is like fun and engaging enough that it keeps making me want to play fantastic I love that part as well. Okay, so uh, the main things. What are your strategies 
uh, while playing Karuta. And I mean by this, your thought process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm kind of an overthinker in general. Um, <laughs> people that have maybe like played or, or talked to me kind of know this. So I tend to like strategize a lot. Um, but in general, I would say I play a little bit defensive, um, which means like, let's say there's like, um, let me think, uh, what's a good example? Let's say there's four me cards, um, like Mikano, Mikaki, Michi, Misei, and two of them are on my side and two of them are on your side. Um, in my case, I might, I'm like more likely to defend my cards first and then attack your cards. And what that does, um, it, it kind of helps me build my confidence and ensure that like my cards aren't moving around too much because we're not sending me too many cards and that um, I, I guess like I'm taking the cards that I know I can take and it helps with my memorization a little bit um, because like if you're sending me a lot of cards then my memorization has to like I have to keep memorizing like which cards that you send me, the new cards. And my, I guess since I'm newer, my memorization just sounds good. Um, but mostly a lot of it's just like confidence. Like I know I can take those cards, um, because they're on my side. And so I'd rather like take the cards I know I can take first and then attack like on other cards, um, instead. And so that, that's kind of a general strategy. But besides that, um, one thing that I've, I've gotten a commentary on is that, uh, people think it's hard to play against me because I'll even, the, and this is kind of contradictory to what I just said. Uh, I'll sometimes move my cards around on my side, or I'll send cards that are like really annoying to the opponent, and it'll like mess up their memorization, and then they'll make a lot of Otetsuki. And so people have said I'm like hard to play against because of that, um, because I, I'm kind of like tricky and I like I'm like forcing Otetsuki. Um, that's something I do more as like a, kind of a comeback mechanic um, for like if I'm not doing too well. Um, then I can like try and maybe force a Tetsuki and then maybe they make a double and I like come back. Um, but that's just one strategy that I sometimes use. Great. Now, uh, is there any difference in your thought process when playing with the app? Yeah, so the app is pretty interesting. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know how much you want me to talk about it, so feel free to like cut me off or uh, anything at any point, but okay. um, obviously the biggest difference with the app and the real game is the amount of cards. Mm -hmm. And so when I first started playing on the app, I, I kind of just did whatever and I, I I treated it like its own game to an extent, which means like I didn't have a lot of real cards to experience at that point. And so like even like my Teichi and my like positioning, I kind of just did whatever felt like easiest on the app. Um, and that, I think the app made me really strong at like the late game of Karta, if that makes sense. Because when you're playing in person, um, if you get far enough, then eventually maybe you only have like eight cards on your side and eight cards on the opponent's side. And that situation is actually pretty similar to the app. Um, but like, <laughs> you have to, you still have to be good at playing with 50 cards because otherwise you'll never get to that point, right? Um, and so I think my like, the difference in my thought process is that um, I'm kind of just playing the late game of the Karta um, and I'm actually maybe a little bit more defensive in the app because like there's so little time to memorize and like 
holding a phone, because I play on my phone, holding a phone and trying to like attack the opponent's side just feels really weird. Um, like, I guess the finger motion. And then on top of it, like, you don't have any defender's advantage because you can't can't use covers, like, you can't put your arm in the way of, like, the opponent trying to get your card. You just have, on the app, you just have to get it there faster. That's the only thing that matters. So I guess my thought process is, like, I really have to focus on my side so that um, I don't, like, overwhelm myself and make a test key and I, like, defend my cards first. And if, obviously, I still try and get the opponent's cards, but... If they if they defend their cards, I'm not too worried um, because in the end, when it comes down to like two or three cards, it's I feel like it mostly comes down to hearing. Like everyone's fast in the last cards, and it's just like, can you hear it before the opponent and like touch it before them? Um, that's kind of my general thought process. Is that what you were looking for? The question? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So for people who don't know, there is an app. I think I mentioned it in an interview before, but there's an app. So if you don't have any club or you are just in your house, you can play with this app. It's both for Android and iOS. I'm even going to put the link in the description. Uh, so Master, uh, we're almost finishing this interview. So please tell us your next steps. Let's say in this Garuta war, what are you thinking? Yeah, so mm -hmm. again, I, not to like repeat myself too much, but my experience with Karta has been really weird because of when I started. Um, I only get to play like very intermittently um, because I don't have a club near me. Um, for reference, for, for people that don't live in the USA, uh, I live in Ohio, which is in what we call the Midwest. And the like closest clubs are like uh, over a six hour drive. Um, and even the club that I'm like technically a part of is, uh, I think like a nine hour drive. So like, I realistically, I can't go because I, I would, it would take my whole weekend just to like play two games. Um, and so my next steps for me is like very difficult because I feel like I've learned, I've learned the, the game pretty well. Um, I think I, I just need to like keep practicing so that when I have the opportunity to play, I'm, I'm ready and I can make the most of it, if that makes sense. Um, and so if I can say something a little extra, um, I, I would like encourage other people that maybe don't have clubs or that have to practice on their own to kind of take a similar approach of like, keep practicing on your own, keep training, learn the poems. Um, like there's so much that you can like learn and practice and study even on your own so that when you have a chance to play with other people, Um, like you're ready and you don't regret that like, oh, I wish I had like practiced more. I wish I had like, been more ready um, because you might not get a lot of chances, but, you know, especially if you're ready and like it's fun for everyone, um, then maybe you'll be able to form a club down the line. Um, and that's always, like, you know, exciting. I love hearing about new clubs formed even in, you know, different countries across the world. Um, so that's yeah. that's what I try to do. Um, I'm not always the best at it, but that's kind of my, my next step is just to like be ready for the next tournament and the next chance to play Karta and uh, do my best at that. Perfect. I love that message. Okay, so last um, final question. Do you have a favorite poem? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I, <laughs> I have two favorite poems, but I infamously have 
has one favorite poem. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, Tare, which is the oh. 34th poem. Mm -hmm. um, do you want me to say anything about it? or? If you can, you can tell like a little story on why is it your favorite? Yes, that will be so cool. Okay. Um, I should have I should have thought about this. This is an obvious <laughs> question, so I should have thought about the answer beforehand. Mm -hmm. um, so Tare is an interesting poem because it's uh, it's about like this person that's really old, basically. <laughs> Um, and he's looking at like, uh, Takasago's pines mm -hmm. and basically he's like, I, I don't have anyone alive. That's, that's like my friend anymore. So basically to me, there's like a lot of different ways you can interpret this, right? Because it's a yeah. poem, but the way that I interpreted it is just that like his friends aren't around anymore. And so he's lonely and like the world around him is kind of, even though there's like something that's kind of familiar, which is this pine tree, um, mm -hmm. he doesn't, he doesn't feel like he fits in quite as much anymore, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so I think, I think the relatable part is like being in kind of a new environment or kind of like not having the same friends that you used to have around uh, anymore. And I think like in the busy, like modern life, that can be really relatable because, you know, people are, you know, moving for jobs, they're, you know, maybe you had friends that like you talked to or you lived with during school and then you, you know, you hung out with them, but then they moved to a different city and got a new job and you, know, you don't talk to them anymore. Um, and I think like life is just like that. It's a lot of like, you know, you cross paths and you meet people and, you know, eventually you part ways. Um, and so I kind of just relate to that whole feeling. Um, and I, I thought the way it expressed it was very interesting. And obviously like, it's an old poem, but I think that feeling is kind of universal to different, uh, you know, different countries and time periods, um, just universal to people in general. Awesome. And your second poem? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, okay, so it's a poem that everyone likes mostly, but uh -huh. uh, my reason for liking it is, is a little bit different. Uh, so my second favorite poem is Chihayafiru. Uh, but that's because it's the number 17 poem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the number 17 for me, so like, I don't, I don't really love the poem itself, which is kind of weird to say. Like, I don't, I don't have like special meaning behind the poem or anything. Uh, I just yeah. like the number behind the poem. Um, that's because number 17 has a lot of like personal significance to me uh, since I was a kid. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to explain, but like, um, even one of my nicknames is, okay, so my, my last name starts with the letter Q, um, and the letter Q in the English alphabet is the 17th, uh, letter. Um, and so there's like, there's very little stuff like that, um, where it's like the number 17 just has like really weird personal significance. So it's kind of just a favorite number and that's the only reason that it's my second favorite poem. <laughs> okay. So definitely not the same reason for <laughs> like most people okay. yeah i mean it's still it's still a nice poem but i think yeah. if it weren't for the number it would just like mm -hmm. there's like other poems that are also about like red leaves and other things so okay great and i know that you already gave a message and it was 
really a fantastic message, but do you have any last message to the audience? Hmm. Last message? Um, uh, thanks for listening and kind of supporting Carta in, in whatever ways are possible. Because I think like as Carta like expands past just, you know, the borders of Japan, it's kind of on people, you know, like you and, and uh, you know, Stonesan and uh, Ara and, you know, et cetera, that like organize these different events. And, uh, you know, the Carta Brazil has a bunch of videos that they make, like all this like content and like events and tournaments that people do. I think it just makes like the Carta world more vibrant and more interesting. Um, and so like no one's forcing anyone to do it, but I think it's really great that people are doing that. And so I encourage people to just like, you know, keep putting that effort and then also keep participating in anything that you see and like help out your other, you know, Carta enthusiasts, if you will. Um, you know, because we're all kind of in it. Uh, we're all kind of like in the same small Carta world. So I feel like we should try to help each other out. Great. Okay. Thank you so much, Masrur for showing up in here and see you later guys from uh the chat you know this podcast is available on uh, several platforms like apple podcast and spotify okay see you guys in another episode and thank you so much again that's yeah thank you so much for having me yay okay <laughs>